Solution.org podcast coming your way, episode 557. Today we're going to be talking about best ways to take care of the hairline while cycling steroids, save your hair, and use some gear. So first off, let's talk a little bit about the science. Um, everybody wants to know the answer to what causes hair loss when you're using steroids. So dihydrotestosterone, that's what's to blame. DHT, what happens is there's increased DHT activity at your hair follicles. And this combined with other things like genetics, combined with all kinds of indirect things. I mean, it can be all kinds of things from your diet to your stress to other lifestyle issues, environmental factors, washing your hair with the wrong thing. All kinds of little, little factors can all contribute. But the main two are going to be the DHT and they basically, what DHT does in the body when you have excess levels, they will shrink your hair follicles in your on your head and they will shorten the hair growth cycle. So obviously, you'll start noticing when you're on steroids, the more you use steroids, the more you get older, the more obviously time is going against you. So you'll notice when you're on a steroid cycle, you'll, have, you'll be combing your hair after a shower or shampooing your hair. You look at your hands. This is what happened to me. When I used Winstrol, um, and I already knew going into Winstrol how it caused head hair loss, and I was like, ah, it won't happen to me. I, I have a good head of hair. I've never had an issue with other steroids, but even with me, when I was shampooing my hair, I looked down at my hands and I could see hair, and I was like, wow, it really is true. This stuff does uh, destroy your hair. So, you know, we we definitely. Um, factor that in. Also, when you're using anabolic steroids, the high amount of androgens that are converting in your body can also lead to head hair loss. It's not just DHT to blame. So something like Trembolone, which on paper has five times the amount of androgenic activity as testosterone, of course, on paper is not real life. But even in real life, if you translate trend to testosterone, straight testosterone, it has a tremendous amount of androgenic activity. Plus, we're using PED dosages of these steroids. So the androgenic activity, the DHT effects, the genetic factor all combine to have uh, to really do a number on your hair when you're on anabolic steroids. So hopefully that answers the science behind it. I'm being a mobster. And we're going to talk yep. about which steroids are the worst offenders. We're going to talk about how you can help the situation. And we'll give you some tips as to keeping the hair. So obviously, my officer and I, we're, we're a little biased because mobster, you know, he doesn't have head hair. I have head hair. Now, if we're going to like do the statistics, statistically, if you poll 100 women, a very high majority prefer men with hair. Um, I have some friends I used to work with. Two brothers, one was bald, one wasn't. And the one that was bald, I always thought was the older guy. But turns out he was actually five years younger than the other brother who had hair. So that's one of the mitigating factors of wanting to keep your hair is you look more youthful. But like I said, some women do like balder men. So it doesn't mean you're going to get shut out from ever getting laid if you've got bald hair. But Obviously, like most women, if you pull them, I mean, if I call my girlfriend right now into the room and say, what would you think if I shaved my hair off? She would probably yell at me and scream at me. Like, what are you <laughs> thinking? So I'll bring him off. So what are your thoughts, monster? Well, so as Steve says, I've got no hair. That's not exactly right. Uh, I, I do have less hair than I used to. 
uh, and uh, I shave what I've little bit I've got left. I completely shave it, man. Uh, there's a lot, a big part of genetics, and there's also an awareness I think that sometimes happens when you're on steroids and guys freak out. So let's deal with the genetics. Men and women go bald. Uh, eight, what, what's what's called male pattern baldness occurs in women as well as men. Probably about the same, Steve. Uh, and the reason for that is, you know, menopause in women. Uh, so the hormone issues, same with male pattern baldness, like Steve says. One of the things you've got to look at, guys, is there's an awful lot of women out there wearing weaves. There's an awful lot of women out there wearing wigs. Uh, if the if the male members of the male side of the family got it, women have got a big chance of getting it too. And 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 all the same issues with with the hair loss at the front, hair loss at the crown, and so on. I ought to have the world's worst hair, Steve. I really should. Because uh, men on my mum's side of the family, uh, had, uh, a lot of them had the uh, hair loss on the crown. And on my dad's side of the family, uh, it was the other way around. So I should have literally no hair whatsoever. As it happens, my, my forehead's getting bigger and the hair's getting smaller, so to speak. But I shave it off and have done for years. And what Steve says about uh, girlfriends, no girlfriends, I think you make up for it, Steve, your personality and being the size of a fucking house in my case. And and not, and here's a big part of that actually when it comes to hair loss, not giving a fuck, really not caring one way or the other. That's why I shave it off. I don't give a shit. And because I don't give a shit, I'm not freaking out over it, I'm not stressing. I think there's an issue of confidence coming because I don't care whether I've got hair or not. On um, something else, which is well worth mentioning, and we'll get on to stuff about prevention and hair care and so on towards the end. Natural hair loss occurs every single day, guys. I know that Steve's mentioned this, but I've double-checked this again just for pre-show research. It is perfectly normal to shed 50 to 100 hairs a day when you comb your hair, when you're running your fingers through your hair, when you're having a shower. It is perfectly normal, men and women, again, to lose hair. And that's not just from your head, but other parts of your body, your pubic, your armpit, your chest hair, whatever. You know, your leg hair and so on. It's perfectly normal. It's when it becomes excessive. And I think sometimes what happens, Steve, is the guys that are, are, are real big on the hair and connect part of their identity to the hair go on steroids because they want to look amazing, they want to be bigger, stronger, and so on, and then suddenly they're like, wow, wow, there's more hair. How about it's the same number of hairs as normal? How about sometimes it, it, they are not losing any more hair than they normally would, they just start to pay attention to it. So it can get a bit freaky. And if you're right, like I said, there's a lot of guys out there with fantastic heads of hair and they decide to go on steroids and they freak out. They really, really freak out. It's also well worth mentioning something that we never saw in the 70s and 80s and 90s bodybuilders, but we started to see late 90s, 2000s, 210s and 220s was the top Olympians bodybuilders shaving their hair. Uh, Sean Ray still got it completely shaven, but you've seen photographs. You can find these photographs online of Ronnie Coleman in his Mr. Olympia years, completely shaven, and then off-season, out of season, the three months of the year that he was off PEDs, etc., etc., when he wasn't competing, he wasn't on stage, he wasn't guest posing, he was chilling the fuck out, hair, and a, and a little throw going on properly. And there's a bunch of other bodybuilders like that. So I get it. It's a big part of uh, how people see themselves, whether you've got a, you know, a full-blown beard or a little tash. Same thing applies to the head here. And, of course, I'm no different. When I was younger, it was a big deal. As I've got older and become more physically mature and emotionally mature and all the rest of that kind of stuff, my, I don't, my, my identity is not tied up on my hair. But I get it. I understand why guys have issues with it. So, yeah, 
we're going to talk to you today, as Steve just said, why, which you've already done, the steroids that are the worst for it, the steroids that are best for it, and what you can do about healthcare. Yeah, so back to you, Steve. Yeah, so let's talk about the main offenders when it comes to head hair loss. So we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, Winstroll. Now, why does Winstroll do such a number on your hair? It's because Winstroll is a DHT derivative. Not only a DHT derivative, but it's also a harsh DHT derivative. So just the way it is structured, it's structured in a way to not be mild. So the big misconception behind Winstroll and if you look up the steroid charts online, you'll see Winstrol doesn't have as, as bad side effects as some other steroids. But in reality, those charts are very biased toward estrogen. So when back in the, in the 80s, when they started constructing these charts, if a, if a steroid aromatized into estrogen, it would get a much worse rating when it comes to side effects. And if a steroid didn't, like Winstrol, it wouldn't. So again, those steroid charts are very misleading when it comes to Winstrol. And I realized that because when I first started using steroids, I would look at these charts and I started using steroids and I started to realize this bias in the charts. So a lot of new people, they'll look at those charts and say, well, Winstrol doesn't have that much side effects. In reality, it does. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because if you look at some of the other DHT derivatives like Proviron, or Anavar, or even T-Bowl, these don't aromatize into estrogen. These are DHT derivatives, but they don't shed your hair like Winstrol does. Primobolin is another one. You can run Primobolin for 12 weeks and lose less hair than running Winstrol just for four weeks. And running moderate doses of each, so all things being equal, you will lose more hair on Winstrol than you want well on Primobolin. That's just the way it is, even though it's a DHT derivative. So there's other factors in play when it comes to these uh, these steroids. Another factor, as I talked about in the beginning of the show, is the more androgenic steroids and also testosterone derivatives. Now, in the body, it doesn't have to be a DHT derivative to raise DHT in your body. It can also be testosterone converting to DHT at elevated levels. So example, testosterone at 100 milligrams a week, that's a TRT dose. That's what your body should normally produce. Will you get DHT conversion on just 100 milligrams a week? Yes, but it won't be very much. It'd be no different than your own body producing its own testosterone over time and losing your hair. Okay. There's plenty of people who go bald in their 30s and they never touch steroids in their life. Secondly, if you're running testosterone at five times that dose, 500 milligrams, which is considered the average testosterone dose, and there's guys that run it even higher, 750, 1,000 or more, 1,200, whatever, 1,500, yeah. 2,000, whatever. Obviously, the more you run of a testosterone derivative, whether it be testosterone, dianable, any testosterone derivative out there, it's going to convert to DHT. The more you run, the more it gets converted to DHT. The longer you run it, the more it gets converted to DHT. Okay? So in the end, running testosterone, you're like, oh, it's not a DHT derivative, Steve. It's not going to shed my hair. Wrong. It will. Because that testosterone in the body is going to convert to dihydrotestosterone. And then dihydrotestosterone is going to attack those head hair follicles. So boom, now you're losing head hair. So there is every steroid out there. Every steroid 
in some shape will do some damage to your head hair. It's just a matter of which, how much you dose, and how long you dose. So there are different factors uh, that pertain to that. And also stacking, before I bring you in mobster, think about it. If you're stacking trend and winstrol together, which I have before, that is the head hair killer, okay? I'm not even, I got a full head of hair, but even in my situation, Sacking those two absolutely destroyed my hair. Um, so if you're going to stack two steroids that are really, really bad when it comes to head hair, then you're asking for trouble when it comes to losing head hair. So we want to do the opposite. We want something that doesn't convert to DHT and doesn't run up DHT. Ironically, decadurabolin, the nandrolones, the nandrolone phenylpropionate, the nandrolone family of steroids because the way they're structured, they're not only not androgenic, they're also not going to convert to DHT. Ironically, that's what causes decadic in some people is because you're getting dihydronandrolone raised in the body, which doesn't affect your head hair, versus dihydrotestosterone. So the met metabolization of the nandrolones to the DHN instead of DHT not only saves your hair better than other steroids, but it also can cause quote-unquote decadic because DHT is needed in the body for your libido, for your erections, and a lot of other good things in your body. So cutting off DHT is not smart. So I'll bring you in, Mobster, and we'll talk about DHT drugs next, anti-DHT yeah, I mean, drugs. It occurs to me with Winstrol, which you and I have discussed in other podcasts, we, we talk about how Winnie can dry out the joints, and I said the joint, the joints, the, the fluid around the joints, synovial fluid, is a kind of lubrication. We know that certain steroids can cause uh, issues with oily skin and 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 all that kind of stuff. So what you're looking at, it guys, we're talking about skin on your chest, skin on your back. But what we're not really talking about, what we should be, and we are today, of course, is the skin on your head, right? So naturally, if we're playing around with our hormones, and that's what we're all talking about here, guys, some people, I've, I've never... I don't know about you, Steve. I've never, ever, ever had any issue in spite of my quote-unquote lack of hair. I've never had any issues with spots on steroids, ever. I mean, I'm a low-dose kind of guy, and I, I've only ever stacked two steroids together. So, you know, like Steve says, it's, it's there's a huge genetic part. There's Obviously, you've got to look at stuff like Winstrol, for example, as I just say, with uh, the drying out of the joints. Would it have an effect on your skin, and specifically the skin on your head? Yes, but we don't think about it in those particular terms. We we, we we tend to focus when we're asking questions on the forums about which steroids help us get lean, get muscular, get strong, et cetera. We, we always, I would say 99 times out of 100, that, that's our concern. We only rarely see people asking the other questions, which they should ask, which comes down to side effects. And specifically in this example, um, head hair, for obvious reasons. Ironically, and Steve's touched on with the androgenic steroids, you can lose head hair and have excess facial hair. More than, and, and I've actually, I think we previously discussed, Steve, on another podcast, thickening of hair. For example, and of course, in, and especially for women, the, the hair, hair growth on your face when you don't want any. So it's kind of weird in, I think it also comes down to the receptors in the skin, Steve, and the, head, the hair in your head is, for example, different from the hair in your body. 
your wrestles on your face tend to be thicker than your hair on your head and so on and so forth. So there's a bunch of stuff that a dermatologist and specifically an expert in hair would explain the difference in the glands and the oils in the skin and the differences in hair and why they are different all over your body. We know for a fact. I mean, I don't have much chest hair. I've got the same amount of pews. My, my legs are moderately hairy, so I've never been a super hairy guy. Uh, and I've never really had my hair thicken up on, on steroids. But I know for a fact, because we've seen people mention it, there's plenty of guys that do. It's, it's kind of interesting in that particular regards. But obviously what we're talking about, it goes, no one's complaining about losing hair off their thighs. What they are complaining about when they take steroids, of course, is hair loss. But it, it's an interesting subject to work out why you can have a steroid and have thicker facial hair, thicker hair on your chest, and at the same time also lose more head hair than you normally would. So, yeah, back to you on that one, Steve. Yeah, so let's talk about some DHT blocking. Uh, we have 5A reductase inhibitors out there. The most popular one is going to be finasteride. That's the one, number one one out there, also called Proscar or Propecia. And that one is going to, what it's going to do is, is block the conversion of dihydrotestosterone in the body. It's not actually going to stop it. So in other words, if you're running a DHT derivative already, let's say you're running Winstrol already, it's not going to save you because the Winstrol is not converting into DHT in the body. It is DHT. It is straight DHT. But if you're using a testosterone derivative, like testosterone, dianabol, et cetera, it will help because it will block the conversion. So you will notice a difference. Let's say you go on TRT and your TRT dose is a pretty pretty high dose. Let's say doctor put me you put you on or you do self TRT. You know on 150, 200, 250. Even though you know that's not what you're supposed to do, but let's say you did that, and then you're like, well, I want to save my hair. You could go on finasteride, and it would block that DHT conversion. So at least you get that covered. It's also uh, prescribed in the medical community for enlarged prostate BPH, and a lot of people have. BPH is an inflammatory disease, and a lot of people in America, in North America, Canada, and even on your side of the pond, mobster, are starting to get these inflammatory diseases from excess foods. And, um, you know, this is a big problem. Uh, most of our deaths in America now, and this has been the case for years, but it's becoming more and more prevalent, are from inflammatory diseases as a whole. So, long story short, you're enlarging your prostate, you're using anabolic steroids, you're really opening yourself up for prostate cancer, okay? So you wanna be on the lookout for that. Now this sounds like the, a great drug, finasteride. Oh my God, let me just take finasteride. A lot of guys take finasteride. But here's the problem. When you're blocking DHT in the body, all right? DHT does a lot of good things in the body. Remember I talked about that earlier? A lot of good things. And one of the good things it does is help you with strength, help you with muscle, and helps you with erections, it helps you with libido and all that stuff. So it's in the gym and in the bedroom, it's going to help you. But, you know, if those things are important to you, you could end up in trouble on finasteride. There's something yeah. called finasteride. There's some, you know, there's sexual adverse effects, all right? And these effects can last for a long time, um, and they can really affect your quality of life. So let me list them, Steve. Let me give you a list, guys. And we have had people come onto the forums and complain about this. And we have put out warnings many times on the forums to say, while it does work for what you're, you're using it for, 
the, the side effects in some individuals are so bad that they hate it and they never use it again. In fact, I would actually argue, Steve, sometimes it's so bad they'd rather go bald because, you know, you get one thing to have your identity hung up on your hair and how lovely it looks, it's something else when it affects you. And let me list these lists for you, the side effects. Decreased libido, inability to get and or maintain an erection, pain or discomfort that affects the testicles, ejaculation disorders or problems, and things like decreased ejaculatory volume, changes in mood or depression. And that's for, for hymns.com, a blog. And, and that these these aren't uncommon. This is not unheard of. It's when you get prescription medication and you get that little piece of paper that gives you the numbers how often, how many times in a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, uh, for example, a painkiller, you know, uh, causes problems going to the toilet, one in ten thousand, and so on and so forth. We see this a lot more frequently. The steroid users that are using Fina to to try to prevent hair loss. And I would probably say it's more like one in 10, Steve. It certainly seems that way uh, when they come to the forums and they tell us. And honestly, the people that have struggled with hair loss and then use Phenostride and had problems with it, it's just horrendous. I would actually say it was more of a head fuck, more of a a mind fuck with this than it would be to lose the hair. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy how bad it can be and how much it can mess with your mind. Yeah, and the the term given is a post finasteride syndrome, and um, I think I think it boils down to this: Do you care more about your head hair, or do you care about your libido? But here's the here's the issue: You still lose head hair over time. So if you lose your libido for this, and you go years with post finasteride syndrome, which can last years, because you're messing with your DHT, right? And, you know, this this can be a major issue. And um, but look, it's a great drug. I mean, people who have um, prostate problems and all this stuff, um, it's a lifesaver for them. And it can really actually help, you know, as a deterrent to prostate cancer and stuff like that can help, you know, with your urination issues. It can help with a lot of stuff in in the prostate. But at the end of the day, it, you know, it can affect your libido. So if you don't care about your libido and you just care about your hair for some reason, then finasteride would be an option. But I personally, I don't advise my clients to mess with it. I, I really don't. And it's it's not something that I want. I'm a big believer in DHT in the body. It, it's a it's a necessary hormone that we need. And I don't like shutting shutting it off like this. You know, so I, I recommend avoiding it. But do your own research. And decide if if it's something for you to do. But at the end of the day, look, I mean, the best thing you can do to prevent head hair loss is to keep, as I said in the beginning, keep the cycle shorter and keep the cycle uh, at at a a conservative to no more than moderate doses of steroids. And if a steroid really hits your head hard, head hair hard, then, you know, you might want to avoid them. That you just cross them off the list. Um, will I ever use Winstrol again? Probably not. Um, I didn't like what it did to my joints either. So, but the the effects on my head, head hair, I didn't like at all. So I always you have to laugh at these guys on social media. They're they're on there and they claim natty. This is the this is how you can tell they're not really natural. Is they're on social media, they're like in their late 20s, early 30s, and they're doing videos on fitness and steroids and stuff. 
And they claim, oh, yeah, I'm natural. I don't use steroids. And they're bald. They're bald at 30. Now, Baseball yes. Baseball cap. You see so many, and what Steve just said, especially on social media, wearing a baseball cap, and it never comes off, guys, like ever. All the videos, baseball cap, back to front, forward, whatever else. Why? At the back to front, guys have got nearly always got a bald spot, and the guys that have got the baseball cap on the normal way all the time, I guarantee there's a hair loss thing going on there, and they just don't want that to be seen on camera. They'd rather have their face obscured while they're doing certain lifts and where you're in the doors wearing a baseball cap. What are you protecting yourself from the sun, the rain? No. It's not always a fashion wing. It's not always I like wearing baseball caps. Sometimes it's hiding. The other one used to be back in again in the day, Steve. I think I even worn one of them uh, skull things the, with the, 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 the handkerchief or whatever you want to call it, the scarf. And you'd wear that and, and it was the same thing that was covered up. Uh, so <laughs> there's a bunch of others. It's it's weird how this stuff works. And social media is the worst, as we've discussed on other podcasts, for giving you a uh, an illusion or not revealing everything that needs to be revealed, like we're discussing today. Something that Steve touched upon earlier on, I want to add to, and that is longer time off between cycles. So don't be doing three cycles a year because you're taking longer to recover. So you want a full PCT more time off rather than back on, back off, back on, back off, and then wondering why you've got hair issues again. So it's uh, to, to quote Body Monster again, Steve, hit it hard, then come off and stay off and let your whole body, and that includes your scalp, recover before going back on. Back to you again. Yeah, and there are some shampoos out there that have natural ingredients in them that you can try. You really have to basically dig them into your hair, let it sit for a few minutes and let it really absorb into your scalp and they can help. But are they a miracle treatment? No. Are you going to take Winstrol and Tran and testosterone and, and, and magically keep not shed uh, any, any hair? No. As mobster said, every day you're going to shed hair regardless. So, I mean, these shampoos, I would make the argument that they can help slow down your hair growth. But they're not going to be a miracle. So at the end of the day, you know, like we're saying, the best way to reduce it would be to reduce the amount of DHT that you're exogenously putting into your body or that you're putting in that's converting to, to DHT in the body. So you'll figure that out quick. But look, at the end of the day, there's a reason you turn on the thing for pro bodybuilders. Watch a pro bodybuilder video of Mr. Olympia. And almost all the guys are bald. The guys who aren't bald, they're probably using hair plugs and whatever they can or wigs or something. I don't know. Um, so, look, at the end of the day, it's going to happen. If you want to um, use anabolic steroids, it's going to happen to you one way or the other. But um, like I said, I'm look, I'm in my 40s. I still have a head, head hair. I mean, I still have my hair. So you can keep it. You can keep it. But look, if you're genetically prone to it, then it may take just a couple cycles and boom, it's gone, you know? So it just really depends on the person um, and it just depends on your genetics. So you have to really just kind of figure it out and kind of uh, go from there. And you could try these shampoos. Uh, I'd go to your health food store and ask them um, and experiment. Um, a lot of these places uh, go, you know, if you go to like a Whole Foods or something, you can actually save the receipt and try it 
And if it doesn't work for you, give it like two or three weeks. It doesn't work for you. You can take it back with the receipt and they will refund you. No questions asked. If you go to a little mom and pop shop and you get shampoo and you use half of it and you try to take it back, they're going to tell you, to, no, we're not taking this back. So, I mean, you if you, you know, you just got to buy it from the right place. I wouldn't go online and buy shampoos from some random, you know, place online. I would, I would basically, you know, go to a health, a good health food store that backs their products and, and try that and see if it works. Uh, me personally, I haven't had success with these shampoos when I've been on. The only thing that I have had success, success was, was avoiding steroids that shed my hair. So, you know, be careful what you're stacking. Uh, yeah. If you're going to stack multiple steroids, be aware um, that if you stack, at, you know, two or three that are really bad for shedding hair, then you're probably going to shed hair. So just use common sense on this. So monster, Give us, uh, you know, final thoughts on this one and, and take us a disclaimer. I think we cover just about anything, everything on yeah, this. So, some, some simple hair care stuff. Guys, it's not, not unusual for us to slap the, the factor 50 onto our skin where we're going out in the sun. Not unusual for us to put a hat on to protect our face when we're in, 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 in the summertime and so on and so forth. But we don't seem to have that same sort of concern for a head. And that's especially when you've got shorter hair. So by all means, take care of your scalp. I Try shampoos like Steve's. It's I've when I've had a full head of hair in the past, some shampoos seem to dry my my scalp out more than others. The frequency of me using different shampoos, if I use them a lot, or use a, a, a shower gel or body uh, gels, and use that for my head, will dry out my head, scalp, skin more than my body skin, and so on and so forth. So these are things with a lot of guys. It's like the old joke about guys, Steve. Women have a, 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 a flannel or, or a sponge for their face, one for their arms, one for their bits and pieces. Guys tend to use the same thing for everything. And then, of course, we end up with issues like dry scalps, but, you know, the skin on their legs is great and so on and so forth. So think of it, that sort of thing. It can be crazy, crazy expensive to go off and get proper hair treatments. Uh, and I have seen some really good ones. Equally, I've seen ones that look like a field of, of, of wheat that's been cut down and left to kind of die. And especially take that piece of advice that Steve that kind of put up a red flag in my brain when Steve said about buying shampoos online. This would be right up there with a snake oil salesman back in the cowboy days, in the Western days. The idea that I'd buy some sort of shower, uh, a shampoo that was going to recommend regrowth of my hair and it was going to cost me 100 bucks and I was buying from an online seller, I'd run a mile from that stuff. I would 100% want to go to a proper place. I just remember the actual name is a trichologist. That is a hair specialist. I would really want a, I think it'd be worth going to see one of them people, paying a hundred bucks for, you know, half hour's advice, something like that, Steve, and getting some of the shampoos that they would sell, super recommended, medicated, and so on and so forth, if it's an issue for you guys. Anyway, we've gave you some great advice today on what causes it, the worst steroids, the best steroids, how to take care of yourself, and just simply being aware of the following. When you get old, you don't see really, really old men. In the most part, Steve, 99 times out of 100, I'll say that again, it, old fight fellas, old women don't have a lot of hair. It's very rare to see. It's maybe one in 100 that does. And again, that's pure genetics. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're just going to make it worse when you use steroids. So keep that in mind. As always, please note we are doctors and the opinions are ours is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic and podcasts of the informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.